to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host, Derek. Dave. And E-Money. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we got to make this one snappy because we got a no hit. Who shouldn't Ooh, say that? Jinx them already. Don't say it, dude. Never say Don't it, Don't say it. Wow. Cardinal Cole, sin, man. Cole Ham- I didn't say the whole thing. That was the joke. Cole Hamels has got something to work with. You're not with. that smooth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pitching lights out. I mean, it's really a joy to watch. Everybody down there at the Phillies game is getting their money's worth for sure. Started and a little late. They but very it's... rarely do get that. So and he also has say. two base hits. Traditionally, we turn the game off when we're recording because none of us can pay attention to more than one thing at a time. But this one, we have to make an exception. So, Dave, you're on TV patrol. That's the worst. I feel bad because both these guys' backs are the TV. They just see me kind of bending around. What's going on? Yeah. And if anybody knows Dave, he can't really bend around anything. So, Imani, you and I I I think everyone should know that. If I can eat 91 wings, I'm not really bending. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So how was your week, fellas? Did you enjoy watching the Phillies win? You know, two in a row, three in a row, four and one on the homestand, four and one on this ten game. Got to win away from here. Got to start winning oh, away. I agree, hundred percent. But you know, I'm taking. I think they, they look just. They just look dynamite. Got five nothing lead tonight. You know, it's always nice to get runs early in the game like they did tonight, and it's fun to watch. It's totally. good they're beating a team other than the Nationals. And the Astros, like they're beating right, yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers who are in first place. And they're taking care of business at home, which is humongous. Right. But there's something about Cole Hamels, too, man. It's like he gets on that. I, I've seen this in his last, last three starts. He gets on that mound in the first inning, and he just is so excited about pitching. He's so jazzed. And he just starts throwing, the, striking people out. Because he's done this before. He struck people out two, th- two or three in the first inning, you know, another two in the second inning. But tonight, he's just been crazy on fire. Ooh, that one game, first inning, I mean, he let up like three runs, and then he was lights out after right that. Right on. Yep. So he can do that. It's nice to see. But what about those two games that the Phillies had that they won against the Brewers? Like, they they were down on Monday, and then they had to have that rally to win. One last night on Carlos Ruiz's walk-off home run, yes. which was Tuesday night. But are those two games, let's say it, man. Those two games they shouldn't win. They give up leads in late in the game like they did last night, and then they eventually lose in extras. On the Monday night game where they had to come back to score six, you know, they really, they don't really do that very often. And that's another game that they lose. But that's, yeah, when they are scoring, how many runs did they score on Monday? Was that, did they have like nine? I believe the final was nine, six. So, yeah, when you're scoring nine runs, hopefully you win those kind of games. Last night when Brett Myers let up that home run, the top of the ninth, I know I was... My head was uh, down. Well, at the t- it was weird. I was telling D-Man when I was watching that, I was actually listening to a show from like two weeks ago when we we're like, you know what? When the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth hole hitter comes up, you're like, oh, great. There's going to be three outs of the four. If your pitcher comes up, you're out. Right. Carlos Ruiz, we actually did say, he's starting to get some hits, and he belted that home run. I'm like, wow, I really thought we were going to extra innings. We had to worry about the bullpen in the 10th, and hopefully when it oh. went back to the top of the lineup... The Phillies were going to do something, so I mean, it's nice seeing Carlos do that. That's baseball, though. I mean, you get the hits. Sometimes you don't get the hits. Sometimes they fall where they may. Um, better teams tend to win games like that, so maybe they're on fire right now. That's so you got you to give them props. I mean, bad teams lose those games. Step up. That's what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, and they're looking good on this homestand. I love it. I love I love them right yeah, now. Good teams win games they should have lost. Exactly. And bad teams lose lose games that they should have won. You just you just snipped the right, 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 I'm, right dude, I'm just going right with you, and that's hopefully what they're doing. They're realizing, hey, we're a good team. They're not realizing this at the end of well, you can say the end of May. Yeah. Guess you could say it is the end of May. And hopefully, it's not too late that they're not going to be too far behind. I mean, there were still seven games, six, six and a half, something like that. So they better start doing something with two teams ahead of them. Right. Well, that's the that's the problem that they have with starting so poorly is they have the 
Braves and the Mets in front of them, and it seems it's uncanny that when the Mets lose, the Braves win, and when the Braves win, the Mets lose. So those two teams are going to be neck and neck pretty much all year. I mean, if the way that it goes, the way that it's looking, those two teams are going to be neck and neck. And then you got the Phillies looking in because there's no way three teams from this division is going to the playoffs. No. Because it is impossible. That, that is impossible. You can say right. that without a doubt. We can book that. Yes. What did I say? You can I, book that. I don't that. know. We're booking something? Book that. Oh, sorry, E-Money. I don't want to say book with E-Money in the off season. <laughs> Count it. He starts getting a little double book. Yeah. Booky. Yeah. Uh. Someone say something about a book? <laughs> What's the money line? You have to talk into the microphone. <laughs> Someone say something about Boo. Someone say something about Boo. You're the one salty. The Phillies are making the playoffs. The Phillies are not making the playoffs. Long that time was, ago. Was, uh, in the past, E-Money. That was some circumstances that, that were beyond my control. I don't know the, how beyond they were his <laughs> control they were. I hear that. You hear, hear that? that? That's, yeah. Anyone who can go back three weeks ago, it was uh, the pre-draft one. I was drunk. E-Money had it. Well, you know what? Again, Dave just caught up on his listening, so it's nice too that we all. Well, no, I listened to that one before. It was just as I was listening to the last two weeks. I just went right into that. Right on, and it was just a riot. And the best still was uh, e money. Pass one of your four drinks to Danny. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> funny. at the very end. <laughs> that was funny because it was truthful. It was truthful. Oh, they I were had, all there. I had all kinds of things happen. <laughs> I was flowing. Well, speaking of flowing. <laughs> Dude, you do are the king do, of the Segway. Do man. the Phillies? I am the king of the Segway. Do the Phillies have a chance to make a run at this thing? Get the five hundred, which no, they could no, do tonight, no, right? No, and no. get a run. Why not? If they win like they did last night, and they win like they did the night before. They're beating one of the best teams in this league. There you go. Then we do have a shot. Well, no, I'm just asking you. <laughs> I still say yes, guys. I, uh, I still never fell off. I still really believe they're going to be a wild card team. I really think that um, April really, really hurt them. I think it's really going to come back and bite them right in the ass. Oh, it's going to bite them in the ass every year. It's happened in the last three years, so why wouldn't it do it now? Exactly. 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 History repeating itself. Well, you know what? History's got to knock it off. <laughs> yeah, I got to take that. I, I got to take him in the back alley, have a little, have some words with him. Just a bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> Break that dude down. Break that dude down. So I don't want to get off the Phillies because I've been on yours. No, that's awful. But it, there's no reason to be upset with this team who's winning baseball. Oh, games. it's great baseball. You got to get back to 500, and then you move on from there, right? Aaron Rowan's playing well. Cole <laughs> Hamilton's playing. He's going bananas tonight. He just struck out another guy. We need Danny Boy up here to give a. You got to play one game at a time. Yeah. You oh, gotta, yeah. <laughs> Cliche quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cliche quarterback. We need him here. Too bad we kicked him off. We don't want. We don't need him here. He's been banned. <laughs> this is a three man show. When he, you get he, that, he called me up. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. He called me up like couple uh 20 minutes before i got here he goes yo we money i go what's up is you at the podcast i'm like not there yet man i'll see you there and he's like whoa whoa i'm in, I'm in connecticut i'm like well what's up he's like yo how about this he starts talking sports with me he started talking about the basketball foul and everything and uh, i'm like well you know i started we started talking about it. i go and i didn't know he was at connecticut at the time and i'm like where are you are you in there are you in the basement because i'm coming up there he's like no man i'm in connecticut i go oh all right <laughs> talk to you <laughs> great talking to you Dude. I'll tell you what he's doing in Connecticut. He's got a six-pack right here. Nothing to do, I guess. A six-pack on his left. Hold it's on one, one sec. Watch this little play. I mean, it seemed like a very good play, but I was... Dobbs, Greg Dobbs. What? Greg Dobbs made a play, you money. Oh, good for him, man. Microphone, you money. Microphone. Oh, we're, we're, we're... What are we doing? We're he recording, take, man. Take a look. A, he said, take a look could, at the thing. I thought it was a fucking dude, cut. This could be a classic episode if this goes on the way this guy is pitching. He's off. 
It looked like it was going right down oh, the first baseline. Oh, it's off to the And Dobbs picked it up. And don't get me wrong, guys. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to jinx this, don't. but this is he's still perfect, right? I don't know. No, there's an error. No. No, it was a, that's a Milwaukee error. Oh, is that's it? That's how the Phil scored the first run. Okay. Then. Yeah, so step off. I don't know, though. I can't say. Man, I know. You guys can't. But that's dude said everyone on the microphone because he can cut off whatever. Yeah, so he might. So keep. This is we're we're live podcasting here. All right, dude. we're having fun, right. dude. Yeah, I'm having a great time. How much fun? <laughs> I'm having a fucking blast. My brother up my ass. I'm loving yeah, it. Why don't you just take a big poop on me? So Danny's bored in Connecticut, so he called you. So this yeah, is what I happened. think he's called the wrong fucking guy. I'm just gonna make him even bored. Saw so the caller ID on my phone. Nah. Calls his wife. <laughs> Calls Davey. I'm sure. Phones off. Phones off the hook. Or phone. Yeah, phones discharged. So he got you, E-Money, huh? That's fine with me. I can talk to Danny all day. I well, love that guy. The other day, I called him. Last week, when he was up in Connecticut for two weeks. So I called him, and he's up there with his buddy Cross, and it's uh, 20 after 7. The reason I know the time is because you'll hear. So I call him. Yo, you busy? I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Okay. As soon as he calls back, I go, what's wrong? Oh, we're playing drink, drink in Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't miss the last couple, couple answers there. I'm like, Okay. Uh, here comes the, the play by Dobbs here, I'm assuming. I'm loving it. Sponsored by the McDonald's. I can't even see anybody. Okay, no, that wasn't the play. What a way to get back to 500, you know? No doubt. So, yes. So, it's always nice to have 36-year-old friends who play Drink and Jeopardy. Yes. In your hotel room. But you, when you, when they you're have on, nothing else to do up When you're there. on a long road trip, man, you got it. They, those guys break off and then they have their beers. You're going to drink them somehow. You yeah. might as well do it and while you're learning something. That's, I feel bad for Cross going against Danny. Yeah, no doubt. This Danny's the guy who kept the world at not the Atlas, but the the almanac, the world almanac, right behind in his back of his car, and it was the book was actually worth more than that hunk of shit. He drove. <laughs> the champ, he got it. This was his day. That Dan, I thought it was the challenger. Well, no, no the champ no, was, was the first the one. The challenger was the second one. So this was a day in Dan's life. He skipped school. Hung out with Drew Cully. They drove to Cork Creek Park where the case of beer and the World Almanac and ta- asked each other trivia questions for like nine hours in the in a spring of nineteen ninety something, early nineteen ninety. Yeah, ninety one, two or three. So what's your point? Where are you going with this? I'm going with this. He's playing drinking Jeopardy. He's having a blast. Crush has got no shot. Oh, I thought you were like he can make a drinking game out of anything. No, oh, that he could too. He could do that too. What's the craziest drinking game that he's ever got you into? Oddly enough, playing tennis and drinking. But we kind of yeah, we we quit the tennis pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> After he made me run like from uh, baseline to the net, I go, that's it. I said, let's just sit here and drink. Tired of this running stuff. No doubt. So I'm looking forward to Dan's Fourth of July party, though. It's coming up. Well, Memorial Day, then Fourth of July. Yipper. Isn't that your favorite holiday of the year, right? Fourth of July? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's been documented on the podcast. It's definitely it because there's no religious requirement. <laughs> it's a summertime. Oh, I didn't know you were. I didn't realize you were um, so faithful. Well, it's there's no. Will you just let me. What does that have to do with it? Whether you, you mentioned the religious requirement. Well, there's a lot. Of, I never see you do anything. That's why I love Arbor Day. Any religious holiday. Well, I used to when I was younger. I had to go to. I was forced to go to mass on Christmas Day. Right. I'm talking. Well, you're. Oh, you're oh, a man now. You don't do that now. I'm a man. So you're not required. I'm a man. You're, not, you're not required to do anything. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And a man's holiday. No, it's a man's world. There's still. It's still a guilt, guilty trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're definitely a good Catholic. You got guilt on you. Oh, yeah, I qualify. <laughs> You're in. I'm in. I don't have to sit in the baby section anymore. So, um, Sure about that? So I went to 
So yeah, there's no religious requirement, and it's in the summertime, which is the bomb diggits. Well, there's many holidays like that. Memorial Day and Labor Day. Right. But Flag Day. And don't forget, Smash Saturday. And Sma- well, Smash Saturday is on a different level. You, you can attest to that. Oh, I yeah. I want to cheers, fellas. Smash Saturday is now in the 70s, the countdown. God bless you. If anybody wants to check out the countdown or pictures to last year, feel free to type in www.smashsaturday.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. So, what else we got? Phillies, anybody, before I close it out? I'm, I'm just real excited about what's going on with these late past Still enjoying games. them, yeah. Really having fun? Like they we said like- last year we're having fun, but are we having fun now? Dude, I'm starting to get goosebumps. Oh, let's oh, talk They got to go away. <laughs> I want to mention that. Is that the worst? I mean, I saw on one of these blogs, I think it might have been, um, I made a huge tiny mistake, or one of these guys do a great job in blogging. And it was a picture of this boy who had just the most unfortunate acne I've ever seen in my life. And it said, while the Phillies were opening the April, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> now, they're just opening themselves up for some just awful, awful, whatever it is, ridicule with these. It's just terrible. There's nothing goosey about it. Uh, oh, yeah. They are opening up a can say. of worms there. A can of worms. So, E-Money and I, as oh. we segue to... Uh, the Eagles, E-Money I went had a little Steve Steaks this weekend, Ooh. and that place is turning my Stomach my world bigger. around on on the steaks in the city, man. Because while there are some great ones... Hold on, did you go to Steve's in the city or in we went Langhorn? Okay. Northeast. Well, there's one in Langhorn, too. Right. I haven't had the ones in Langhorn, but I assume they taste the same as Just, yeah, if it's, it's the same, the same it's materials. The same. Terrific steaks. Give me your top three steaks in Philadelphia. Dave, do you know them? Pat's, Jim's, and then Steve's. Jim's. You money? Um, I'd go Steve's, Pat's, then Gino's. But I hear Chinks. Anybody hear of Chinks? I hear, I hear Chinks. Chinks is like amazing. I well, haven't had amazing. Chinks. No, we, we tried to find Chinks. <laughs> Chinks we did our, well, that, that, that lady was going to beat me up down there. <laughs> And we were in that, yeah, one time, where did we go? Well, you guys went to a Flyers game. The Flyers game. game. Flyers, uh... And you couldn't, you, you like, we like to go to the bar in... On Bridge Street. On yeah, Bridge Street. Bridge and, in Tarsdale. It's called Bridges. It's a terrific bar. Little bar. Very awesome. nice place to go in and grab a cool one. So we were told that Chinks is around there. Right. I know, I, I was told that Chinks is right by Bridges. So I say, yo, Dave, you want to go get a steak and get a beer? He's like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Where are we going? I go, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we're going in this tunnel or, you know. Going through the back cave. Yeah, it's He blindfolded me. So we go to the Bridges, and I'm sitting there. We're, we're uh, catching um, conversation with these people. I'm like, yo, did you guys ever hear of Chinks? And these people are so bombed, this woman. Well, that's why you go to Bridges, though. You know what you're getting into. Right. Oh, I, I'm not scared. I, I, I've met drunk people before. I had no problem with that. I don't care about that. But he's, she's ranting and raving, going, ah, oh, chinks, stinks. If this it's chinks, it stinks. stinks. Like she's screaming. <laughs> that's like, off. I don't want to go there. I'm like, well, where is it? It's down the road. They close at 830. You missed them. And it was like 1130. I'm like, oh, all right. So I hear chinks is very good. Tony Luke's. Tony Luke's, yeah. For and, me, uh, little Abner's down in Abner's, yeah, around thirty fifth, and the Irish Rover, and the Irish Rover. My my top three is uh, Steve's, Billy Bob's, and then um, Pat. Where's Billy Bob's? Billy at? Bob's is in the Drexel uh, University City area. Is that that like when the, the Chinese lady knock on her door like three a.m. and she makes you a cheese? No, no, no. This is the one above the uh, above the strip club. No, that's little Abner's. Oh, that's Abner's. Yeah, and then it's right def- above um, Wizards. And then where's Billy Bob's? Little Abner's. I remember that because. Uh, Haynes was playing dice there the one time, I think, or yeah. they were watching dice. And the one girl's like, hold on, I'll be right back. I got to make money. Ran downstairs, danced a little bit, came back up. That's the one above the strip club. Yeah. yeah. That is a great little corner area. 
And for if you're ever watching a university pen game, like if you go down and they win, Abner's gives you like three dollar cheesesteaks or something. Like before, it used to be a great That's deal. Cool. After the game, we would swing by there. I do want to stress this though, not to be undersold as the Irish Rover. On two, on two different kinds of cheesesteaks, though. I wanted to. I said yeah. that I mentioned the Irish Rover. Two different kinds. It's, it's got huge. it's the pizza. It's a pizza shop kind of cheesesteak. But D man, go ahead with the deal. <laughs> it's two dollar and fifty cent cheesesteak, full platter, chips and a pickle on Sunday. On Sundays, and it's worth absolutely every single nickel. We have a friend named Rob Smith who's been mentioned on this <laughs> plenty of show times. a couple times. He's a great guy, and he can eat a heck of a steak. He's had multiple on Sundays, so he'll also tell you he's had multiple. Oh yeah, on yeah. Sundays. Yeah, his biggest disappointment when, when you're watching football, dude. You need to have your one o'clock and you need to have your four o'clock. Oh, I've been there. I know. And trust about. me, he probably had his seven o'clock too. <laughs> his biggest disappointment was a uh, three dollar French fries. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy about that. That's for sure. Let's move on to the birds real quick, Dave. Mini camp starts up. Kevin Cobb Woo-hoo. got it right the first time. <laughs> What do you think? Hey, you know what? Maybe Cobb is going to be the lucky charm here. He's at the Phils tonight, so he yeah, could be the charm right, that everyone's nice looking spin. for. Good spin on he that. could be. But you know, I noticed what he was drinking tonight, and it wasn't a fresh one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, like a Coca-Cola? And well, like, you know, he's got a lot of people watching him right now. Yeah, that's all right. You got to do what you got to do. God bless him. Can you talk into that? You got to do what you got to do. He's probably in the back of the hotel room doing Coke. You don't see that. <laughs> No, you don't you know, see is that, that what you want? What do you you know? No, it's cool that he's not drinking a beer. I'm down with the I'm down with the brown, as in Coca Cola. <laughs> see, he's a professional athlete, and we're a bunch of slobs. True, but I wasn't a slob at his age. I wasn't a slob at 22, 23. Well, <laughs> Are you sure? Is he that old? <laughs> but God, that's so scary. Yeah, but you no, sure I'm, you weren't a slob? I wasn't, dude. I wasn't. I wasn't yet hooked up with my future wife, so I had to maintain some kind of presence. <laughs> After I met her, I went well, like a. Hey, that's cool, man. Good for you. You stink. I can't get you to say talk to into the thing. What do you want me to do? How much like you, what do you want me to, want me to fucking want yell? You, want, no, hey, I don't want you to do. I don't want you to yell. I want you to talk into the thing. I'm talking, man. I, maybe I don't have a fifty. My, I don't, maybe if I get my microphone, it'll sound a little better. Well, why don't you how about really we do that and stand in front of it? How's like, this? Why don't you, Is this instead good? of sitting, no, like, that's not good like that. Good at all. Like you just push it away. Something like this. Oh yeah, maybe uh, Kevin Dodds. You know, he's a great guy. Why don't you stand? Sit I don't understand. How far away? That's how, perfect. Can you keep doing that? No. I mean, obviously my sound and my levels. I mean, where's Bob back there? My sound <laughs> levels aren't good enough. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to yell all night. Don't yell. Jesus But just Christ. toss into the thing. I am. I'm talking. What Look at a cheese stick, will you? That's, so, yeah, with the Eagles, everyone's like, oh, like. Howard, going to have a bigger year this year. Curse, not going to get hurt this year. McNabb, right. going to have a bigger year. Okay, let's just wait and see what happens. Well, who's, who's, how can you predict something like that? That's like a ridiculous thing to predict. I agree with you. Curse gets hurt every year. Yep. McNabb gets hurt every year, which I'm not saying I love Donovan McNabb. He's a great quarterback. He's like, and I love Javon watching. Curse is a great defensive end. I know, but they just don't. They just don't. It's just bad luck, maybe. You know, their bodies aren't, you know, they're getting older. I mean, you tell me. I mean, Javon Curse is the highest paid defensive uh, guy we have. And he's not even on the field anymore. Right. So, I don't know. These people should be, you know, checking it out. I mean, that's scary. Our team's scary. Our team's but we scary. are going to have to sit and wait. Hey, man, from what I understand, this team is a Super Bowl contender. I, I, Who I says these things? They, well, I, you have to... Eskin, your boy? No. Are what? you back on him you yet? back no. on him yet? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm boycotting right. Howard Eskin. He's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely got, full shit. People listening, uh, two weeks ago, Derek had a nice big rant on Eskin. I had an funny. epiphany. 
But the following week he goes, oh, I'm oh, the Eskin yeah. show when I had to be flipping no. by. Somebody sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> I read it on a blog. Yeah. Oh, I hear crickets. What do you guys oh, I, I don't know. You're, you're reading, reading a book. Like, I thought you were yeah, gonna... but I'm, I'm doing future research for the show. What are uh, you guys doing? Waiting for you. I thought you were going to say no, something about talk. it. I don't know. You're like, you're, you're, talk you're, about You look football. like they need to be by the, the fireside chat That's the... Do you want to take it outside? <laughs> I don't want to take it outside. I want to take... Oh. <laughs> nice comeback there, Bubba. <laughs> we grew up for a long time. We grew up together. Are you money right? Have I taken you outside yet? Well, I just asked you. I called you out there. Oh. Well, that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> well, come on, we're sitting on a fucking. Not, but in, we're sitting on a perfect game. Will you sh- stop complaining? There isn't much to talk about bitch. a mini camp. Mini camps are just stupid. Well, you're running out of. You're, this is where the players get to find. You know. Yeah, you're, you know what it is. It's it's. There's a mini. There's so many other camps after the mini camp. There's this. There. Yeah, there's it, the Redskins camp. The, and I'm I'm not being facetious, but what I'm saying is, well, no, you had the involuntary camp, and no, then you had the I'm, voluntary camp, and right. But I'm saying that there's a Redskins camp, there's the Giants camp. These players are going to get cut, and they're going to move on. Like these, the coaches have to make some really critical decisions coming up. Okay, well let's let's wait and see on that. One of the biggest decisions: four quarterbacks. Who's gone? Is it Holcomb? They're going to just yeah. cut him, and then you got to have Cobb as your third. Who's going to be holding? Really, just them? signed a, a, a big deal, three year deal, yeah. didn't he? And that's who's going to be holding this year. Right, exactly. So because you can't yeah. bring Detmer in, is it going to be Dirk Johnson or whoever's punting? Yeah, maybe Holcomb will go. I mean, you know, that's that looks like if you lay it out, looks like he, he'll be he'll be the one that has to go. You can't have four quarterbacks. If your your first uh, pick in the draft is a quarterback, you don't want him to be the fourth. You want him to be the third quarterback to get some experience. Get the or the second quarterback. If he's going to be the quarterback yeah. in two years, he's got to be number two. He's got to be ready to play. I totally agree. I, I totally I, it boggles agree. my mind. We could talk about this for another hour. Yeah, I well, mean, we've been not. talking this for four weeks. Yeah, that's this true. This is ridiculous. I hey, man. You're, you're, wait a so- second. Wait a second. From what I understand, Kevin Cobb had an, is enjoying a nice mini camp. But that's what it was. Just a mini camp, no pads. He's learning the offense. It's going to take him a while to learn the offense. Right. It takes. It seems like it takes every rookie that the Eagles ever have two years to so get I ready. I believe Sandin Allen wrote an article about this saying that the difference between Kevin Cobb this year and Donovan McNabb eight years ago was this. Kevin Cobb will go up to you when you're answering your questions, and granted, he's an absolute greenhorn at this, and say, these are the things... He just walked someone, so he broke up the perfect, perfect still has a no-no. And he did get very upset about that. So there could be... Uh, a bad pitch right here that could break it up. Watch his reaction here. So hopefully his emotions go. doesn't get over him. Settle down, homeboy. Um, Still a great game, though. So what it's saying is that when you go up to Kevin Cobb at minicamp, he says at his first minicamp was... There, there it is, dude. That was another, that was another one to the face. Yeah. Better calm him down. Get over it. Get over it. What do you do? Try to hit him? No, it was just a wild, wild pitch. All right. Let's concentrate here for a second. Right, what are we okay. talking about? Kevin Cobb being a greenhorn. As compared... well. Compared to Donovan McNabb when he was a greenhorn at his first minicamp. And Sam Donnellan said to, that Kevin Cobb will walk up to you and explain to you not only the good things that he's doing, but also the bad things that he's doing. And there's many of them because he doesn't really know the offense and all the other stuff. While as McNabb has always exuded confidence, whenever you see him, you know he doesn't really talk bad about right. what's going on. It's like, we're this and it's all right. Everything's going to be okay. So which would you rather have? Would you rather have the one guy who's a little more realistic than the other dude? No. Positive positive reinforcement. Everything's good. Everything's going to be good. Well, that's what you have up in that. Right. And that's what I like. Well, confidence is is, is one of the main factors in a professional athlete anyway. You need to, you need to well, exert I'm not saying that confidence Ke- I don't think, I'm not saying Ke- for your team. 
I'm he's not, the leader of that team. He better be confident. Better not have any problems. But as far as maybe the first mini camps coming out of college, I can see. So if you're comparing the two rookies, well, no, McNabb. He's saying as he was a rookie, he wasn't saying, "Hey, I need to work on this." Right. He was just saying, "Hey, my good things." Well, that I think what's the shame comparing the two rookies? When McNabb came out. Everybody, nobody wanted him. Broke up the no hitter with a home run. So oh, suck it up. You'll still be great all right. game six two top of the seventh no outs no hitter. I mean when he gave you know it's it is let's give him let's give him the standing yeah. go. But let's talk about this for for one second. Cole Hamels gave up his no hitter, gave up his perfect game first, and then gave up his no hitter. So we got rattled. Yep. He's a young kid. He's twenty three years old. He's going to be in this game for a long time. So he got rattled and gave up the ding dong. Now he's got to win the baseball game. Now let's right. settle his ass down or pull his ass out. One of the two. Don't pull him out yet. Yeah, we got some. Uh, Can't go some insurance uh, runs there. So too many uh, innings with the relief. Right on. So let's turn it off. We got. Okay, turn it yeah, off. we can turn it off now. But once D Man said something about the no hitter, of course he blew it. So good job, D Man. Yeah, nice. Yeah, blame that one. On <laughs> this is but yeah, what I was saying about uh, McNabb when he came in, nobody wanted him. Everybody wanted Ricky Williams, and right. he had to keep saying how good he is. How he's going to be able to turn the ship around? I mean, the starting quarterback was Doug Peterson at the oh, time. Yeah. Oh, horrible! So, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, he was forced into that that kind of situation because he had to constantly kind of prove himself to this to right. this uh, city. And everybody is still there's so many people every year. People like him less and less as a fan. Like when you listen to Eskin or you listen to these these, these knuckleheads. I mean. The quarterbacks, he's an amazing quarterback. He is an absolutely amazing quarterback when he's healthy. Right. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this year. And I think that's like with Cobb being projected as a third, fourth round or getting drafted in the second round, coming to a team that already has a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. I think everything is already, he's already like, wow, drafted higher than I thought. Now they're talking about me trying to be a starting quarterback in two years. Where before, he might have just been a journeyman. I mean, you're getting drafted in the third, fourth round. You might have called on somewhere. I think he's just happy to be considered a number you know, one pick, worthy of a number one pick for a team. And you know what's crazy is there's always this talk during draft time, pre-draft time, um, ESPN, whenever they talk about it. You, you see, um, you know, like a, a Brady Quinn. You see these quarterbacks that come up, and they're, everybody's very hesitant to pick the quarterbacks for their first round pass. We just do it all off the bat. We just yeah. we just take a, a fourth quarterback, no problem. No, no problem. And he wasn't even the third rated quarterback. Yeah. He was, you know, towards the top ten of the quarterbacks. It's, I don't even. I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I want someone to sit sit me down and explain it to me. Who can do that? Andy. Yeah, it's about I, it. I'll give him a buzz. So, yeah, when the season starts and he starts playing, we will see. Yes, we will. But other than that, the running back's coming in. That one dude, the Hawaiian guy. Yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tony Ayu Ayu or something uh, like that. Yeah. Or? That Hawaiian joint. Yeah, dude, that dude is just. Monster, dude. Pure body. That's all he is. I know. It's going to be great. That's, I hope he makes a team. I mean, it's going to be a, a long shot between Buck Alder and Westbrook. And then uh, Hunt from Penn State. I mean, he should make the team. Moach is gone. That's Later, yeah, you got to wait Gator. and see. Later Gator, man. Later Gator. So the Eagles have many, many, many practices ahead of them, and we're just excited for the fact that it's nice to have Kevin Cobb in town. Is that it? Well, is he's that it? He's That's not the good story. luck charm I thought. <laughs> yeah, but you got to keep Spikes in town as well. So right, let's very nice. get psyched about that. Whoop, and Dahani's gone. Dahani's gone. All of our dreams are really coming true. Yes. All our dreams are coming true. Where's our receivers? No, not that. 
Oh. Like I said, I still have no problem with Reggie Brown, Basket, Kevin Conway. Hank Basket, dude, could be your missing link. Yeah, but they always bring every year, like they had T.O. for two years. Well, one year. They Then they brought in uh, Dante. They brought Dante in real late, too. So you, you still you got know, plenty we of time. We could still possibly get a nice burner, which we're going to need because McNabb likes to throw that long ball, and right. he can very accurately. So we'll see what happens. I mean, shit, we're a long way away from all that. We are a long way <laughs> It's not away even Memorial Day. You know, that's what another – just chalk it up another reason why the NFL is a 12-month sport. You have the draft in April. You have the mini camp in May. You know, um, camp's right around the corner. It's just – it's constant. It's a yeah. constant – it's it's a – People are talking about football in May. I know. It's crazy. It's great. Uh, it's 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 a great move for the sport. I'm glad they do all that. But it's that important. That's There's that much money involved in this sport. I don't know if we talked about it. I heard uh, they might start doing Friday night games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, I'll tell you what they're dude, doing the Thursday night games. Like, they're not any time. That's what I said too. I mean, I like football. On Sunday. It's Sunday, but I also agree. in the same breath, and more and more games are. But you can only watch because we don't have the ticket. You watch three games. You can watch three games on Sundays, right? Right. When you can probably you can still watch three games on Sundays if there is a game on Friday. But I'd like to get the ticket someday. We're. I have cable. Dave has cable. E-Money has cable. So we don't have the DirecTV. But as soon as Comcast gets it, it'd be awesome. That ain't ever going to happen. I thought it would be awesome. But that's yeah. I mean, because we even said, hey, football Sunday, Monday night's always a nice little taste at the end to finish off your weekend. Right. But we, I think we all watch the Thursday night games. Yeah, we do. We right. do. And we if do. there's a Friday night game, we know we're going to watch that. It's true. Can't get enough of it. Cannot get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. Let's move on, fellas, to the Pearface post of the week. And this week's post is brought to you by Bill Giles. <laughs> in his new book, Pouring Six Beers at a Time and Other Stories from a Lifetime in Baseball. I went out and uh, purchased this book the other day. And uh, I just want to say, Bill, I'm not too happy I didn't get a free copy. <laughs> However, I will suck it up and pay your whatever I paid for this. Better not be more than 12 bucks. Twenty four ninety five. This week's Paraphrase Post of the Week is brought to you by Bill Giles because the Philly Forums are dying a slow death in this off-season of the Philly Forums. So oh, we've been down this road before, can summertime. O- you can only yep. do what you can only do. So let's move on to this. And here it is. It's a little bit of a monologue, so just try to bear with me. Pitcher Larry Anderson wiggled out of a bases-loaded situation in the eighth. In came Williams to get the final three outs. And for the upteenth time that year, Mitchie Poo walked the leadoff batter, Ricky Henderson. I hate Ricky Henderson. That's not. That's a personal try by me. <laughs> Editor's this, note: This monologue will go long. White flew out. Milder singled, and Joe Carter walked the count to two-two. At this point, time stood still, almost in slow motion. I can recall Carter hammering a low fastball over the left field fence. Blue Jays win eight-six. Series over. It was only the second time in history that a home run ended the World Series. It was a weird feeling watching that ball go over, Dykstra said. Maybe because he was all hopped up on amphetamines at the time. But that's not part of the book either. That's my own comment. Helpless, I can't really describe it. See, I can't really do that on the radio. I didn't want to watch it. I really thought this was meant to be our year. We battled and battled and battled, but we had two heartbreaking losses. We're the second best team in baseball this year, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Now it's over. That's Jesus it. Christ. So... I'm going to move on just to the final paragraph. This is chapter. How fitting is that, though? The very end. That's it. That has been it for the last. Yep, I totally agree. 14 years. On our flight back to Philadelphia, I grabbed the plane microphone and congratulated the team for the most exciting baseball season Philadelphia has ever witnessed. And then, over, overcome by all that had happened, I broke down in tears. 
Though we weren't coming home to the trophy, we were greeted at the airport in the wee hours of the morning by a large gathering of the greatest fans in the world. <laughs> Bitches! <laughs> and that's not part of the book either, but you know, it's very important. Well, was there... Um, Recognize! Were they going to lynch them? <laughs> or were the they truth. praising them? I don't know. He just said the greatest fans in the world. Maybe because they got out of there with their lives. Yeah. yeah. And so did Mitchie Poo. Although I heard about all that terrible things about people leaving things on his lawn. and I don't understand how he has a job in Philadelphia. Well, how can he even have, be on TV? Yeah, it doesn't make point. any sense. It's ridiculous. One, he knows his baseball. He does a real good job after the game. Then go somewhere else. Well, that's... Well, that's what I they mean, said. They're bringing them in. I realize they're bringing them in. They did. A, they had a real nice piece on them. And they said, "How come Billy Buckner? Nobody, you know, he doesn't do anything with baseball, and everybody still blames him. Where all the Philly fans still greet Mitch Williams? Hey, no problem. And they, he goes, "It's two things." He goes, "One, I never back down from." He goes, "Soon as the game was over, Crocker's like, yo, just go in here. Don't worry about it. We'll handle everyone else.'" And he's like, "No, it's my fault. I threw the pitch. I have no problem. I'll step up to the plate." Dude, that's what they do say. Every story I've read about this. And him throwing that pitch, he they always say he was made himself available for every interview yeah. and answered every question about losing. Maybe because he knew his whole career had just went through the toilet and he wanted to talk to as many people as he could. Well, he was also coming off a career year. He had 43 saves that year. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It sucks, dude. It, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget it in oh, my life. I, it's like it's... I know exactly where I was. I'm sure you guys know exactly where you were. I know. I remember I was in the mountains in Pocono Mountains at a, a friend of mine's parents cabin all right well that's that's great well, well well you asked me didn't you no i didn't i didn't ask you you asked me if i remembered and Just i told you, you i had to remember because it's been a fog since then all right douchebag game five i was watching madonna <laughs> where were you you were up the mountains with who your buddy so i suggest everybody pick up pouring six beers at a time and other stories from a lifetime in baseball by bill giles it's really good it is really really good haven't had a chance to really dive into it yet I could review it when I finish it, but I'm going to savor this one, I think, for the summertime. So Very nice. Yeah, I'll check it out, no doubt. I'd like to see what uh, was behind his brain. He's the, the GM for the Flyers, so, I mean for the Phillies. So, Gentlemen, this is very important. If this book was about sewing cat sh- t-shirts and it was entitled Pouring Six Beers at a Time, would you still buy it? Yeah. I agree. And I think E-Money <laughs> hasn't said anything yet because he's got his beer in his mouth. <laughs> Parting shots. E money fires first. I tell you what. Um, just got. I just smelled the tickets came in the mail today, boys. What? Oh yeah, smelling that smell. Got tickets. A couple Ooh, tickets left. That smell. Can't you smell <laughs> that smell? <laughs> Oak tree was in my way. So uh, June thirtieth, three fifty-five against the Mets. Going to be the great. Going to be a great time. Going to be. We're going to shoot them down. The way the Phillies are playing now, it's going to be a great game, and it could it could be meaningful. They may be four back. Three back, four back. You never know. Three back, four back. Let's just hope they're three back, four back, not Only six three back, games. eight back. That's it? That's all you got? It's the same parting shot over and over. Can't you add, give me an addendum? <laughs> Do you know what that means? <laughs> Dave, fire, fire, fire second. Fire, fire. Fire is 1B. Um, every time we do a little NASCAR show, they're just horrible. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, we didn't talk about Dale Earnhardt leaving. Do you guys have any kind of input on that? Any kind of say about that? I'll tell you what. Whoever nabs him next year is going to be a, a, a team to reckon with, man. Why? He doesn't win anything now. Why is he going to win anything next year? Because he's going to have great teammates. 
That's even though you think NASCAR is all by yourself, it's definitely a team. You have other people to drive with. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So he's going to go. Childress, run the good wrench car. Oh, okay. So who's going to go run the good wrench car like your pop did? He may. You never know. I would like to see him go to Joe Gibb and uh, have Tony Stewart and um. Who's, do they have Denny Hamlin down there? Yep, Denny Hamlin, yeah. That wouldn't be a bad one, two, three right there. Even though, I mean, Earnhardt, I think they said his average finish is like 16th over his career. But yeah, you give him a couple people to run with. He's the uh, a good crew. He's the most popular driver. on the, he, makes yeah, it, he makes the most money. He makes the bank, $8 million a year just from his... Um, Bud's going to follow him wherever he goes. Bud's yeah, going to go. Taking him, yeah. All right. Dave, interesting. So yeah, I just was wondering how everyone was feeling about a uh, little... He, he, he was going to pay $60 million to that woman. She didn't want it, and she said no. And that was now. Where's her race team going? That was just well. That's true. That was just for fifty-one percent of uh, the company too. It wasn't for all of it. That's I heard. Uh, I want to say the Wood Brothers. It might not be the Wood Brothers. Someone else, like one of the car makers, or not makers, but um, who's the Wood Brothers? They they do like the engines. And okay. Supposedly they're like one of the real good team of engine builders that they're supposed to come in and do the car tomorrow for DEI. And that soon as she lost Dale Junior. I don't think it was Wood Brothers. I have to look it up. It was another set of brothers that were going to come in. She was going to have their Collins engines. Collins Brothers? Could be the Collins Brothers. It could be the Colderbank Brothers. I'm not sure. The Colderbank <laughs> Brothers. The Wood Brothers. Oh, that's no, well, that's a, oh, no they're real people. I yeah. understand. It's just funny. Yeah. So we'll see where DEI goes. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see where that team goes. <laughs> Watch that turn four. <laughs> And uh, are you guys going up to Pocono this year? Are you doing? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, hopefully, D-Man's going to follow me up, man. Going to come with us. But Very he... nice. I'm still on the fence. Don't know. Okay. I, I'm not that big a fan. So I am a big fan of three days of drinking. However, I'm not really a big fan of... Exhaust. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Ex... <laughs> it's, it's crazy that when we go to these things, and again, I love them to death. But we go on Sunday. We go on Saturday, late Saturday. We go the whole race on Sunday. And the entire time, you got a can of Bud, foamy, of course, and a can of Bud in your hand. And then you wake up on sun- on Monday, and then you go home, right? Not necessarily having any cool ones, but if you're not driving, you might want to have a, you might want to get right. You know right. what I'm saying? So the next morning, after coming home and not seeing your kids for a couple of days, the next morning, and your wife, of course, <laughs> the next morning, you got to go to work. Granted, it's Tuesday, but it's just not. It's, it's, I need a vacation for my vacation. Okay, it's one of those ones. So we'll have to figure out what's going on. Cool. Although it is just a fun time. The Pocono race is great. Infield throwing horseshoes all day, every day. It's a blast. I won. My parting shot is this: Smash Saturday has made its way into the seventy-day countdown. It's August fourth this year. I am super excited. And for those international listeners and faraway listeners who can't join us for this year's Smash Saturday. I want to leave. I want to give you this kind of vibe for it. It is not a day that we break things. It is not a day where we do anything other than drink and enjoy our friends and family and throw horseshoes. We have a great, great horseshoe tournament. This is the tenth anniversary of Smash Saturday. Number ten, ninety-seven to two thousand seven. It had to be before then. Nope. Because when you did it at Joey's house, Joey's house was ninety-seven first year as Patty's apartment. It got rained out. At I'll Patty, never forget it. We were, Patty's there, apartment? Drinking Lynchburg we were drinking Lynchburg lemonades in Patty's apartment because it was raining. Because when did you have it at uh, Nana's house? That was a year that later. Was 98. That was a year later. I didn't think I was with Sammy yet. I don't know what to tell know you. What that's, that's what Smash Saturday will do to you. Smash Saturday will turn you around. That's You'll forget you had, your whole even had a wife. My grandma's house is where Hempel won it. And fucking, I still feel bad about this. I, 
I ate so much money. I told him he, there was no prize money left. I remember that. And he, yeah. was, he wanted to take my head off. And I understand it for right. it, too. So it's evolved into a tournament that E-Money and I now host. And we it's done right. And we have the raffle. So we make sure people get paid and we don't lose a lot of money. So... It's in the 70s. Go to SmashSaturday.com. You'll see the countdown and the pictures from last year. It's a great, 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 super, super great time. Dave, are you going to come to this one? I don't know. We might be down the shore again. Okay. So we'll see. That's it for me. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.